0: Melbourne-born Chinese-Australian Chris Chun is a textile designer and the man behind an exquisite exhibition of Zodiac animals now on at Melbourne's Chinese Museum and in perfect time to welcome in the Lunar New Year, the Year of the Rabbit. Chris explains to Rita Ehrlich what we can expect this year from the rabbit. A calmer year, he says, in contrast to last year's aggressive water tiger. So... Happy Lunar New Year to all our listeners, and here's Rita. I'm here with Chris Chun at the Chinese Museum in Melbourne. It's Chinese New Year. It's the Year of the Rabbit. And Chris is responsible for an extraordinary exhibition of zodiac animals in the, that's part of the New Year exhibition. Chris, tell us about the rabbit, first of all. What does the rabbit mean to you?
1: hi reader um the rabbit is this year is the year of the rabbit the water rabbit specifically so this year is supposed to be a year of calm and tranquility so basically each zodiac year represents the characteristics of the animal so 2022 was a water tiger which was quite tumultuous and um you know, lots of changes and quite aggressive so that, you know, matches the, matches the characteristics of the, of the, of the <laughs> tiger. And, and it was like that. It was very up and down and very, you know, quite chaotic and very forceful. There was lots of, you know, strong things. Aggressive, exactly. And so, you know, this year hopefully is going to be a year of calm and tranquility for us. And, you know, we're still very alert like the rabbit, but... You know, it's going to be a year of peace and, and tranquility Privacy. hopefully wouldn't
0: that be good and and productivity given the rabbit's habit of breeding is it going to yeah. be a
1: productive year <laughs> <laughs> I hope so well it started like that yeah I just I think I think people have we have more resilience now and mm. I think you know we've just reached that level where you know we can take everything in our stride and be a lot more pragmatic and
0: your All your zodiac animals are the most beautiful amalgam of symbolism te- techniques, painting techniques, embroidery techniques. So each of them for me, each of them for me represents a kind of um, a glimpse of Chinese culture.
1: Well... I'm Australian-born Chinese. I was born in Melbourne, and my training is as a textile designer. So I remember going to China on my first trip with the family and seeing these exquisite embroideries, like the most delicate stitching. It almost looks like painting, really. So, I mean, for me, my art very much reflects my, um, my East meets West, you know, my Chinese and my Australian, and I quite like to combine that together in my my paintings and my and my textile so my my zodiac animals are a reflection of that so i get inspired by you know the beautiful silks of china like these ex- exquisite embroideries and then i might be inspired by the paper cuts and um what else some other amazing handicrafts of china like the cloisonné, you know mm-hmm. with the inlaid gold enamel and you know the embroideries and the chinese paintings and so you know, I very much try and incorporate all that into my own unique style and um, because my surname is Chan and my, I guess the representation is called Chinoiserie. I I, aptly nickname my, my style Chinoiserie.
0: So. Oh, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. And what, um, tell me about the textiles you work with and design.
1: Um, so I've been a textile designer for about over 25 years or something so i design um furnishing fabrics bedding wallpaper um i also do pillows and cushions and i try and incorporate my patterns and textiles into other areas that i i also license my artwork in like stationery and you know beautiful cards and ceramics and tabletop so
0: and how did you get started in textiles
1: um, well, at school I always knew that I was really creative and it wasn't till I went to RMIT Open Day and, you know, I looked at graphic design and painting and I had no idea textile design existed at all and I saw it and I thought, yes, that's what I want to do. Like, there was no, no hesitation. Yeah. It was just like this light bulb moment because you know, it combined, um, you know, elements of graphic design, fine art, and, you know, it was a little bit more commercial, so, you know, it had a little bit more stability for my parents, I Mm. think, because, you know, they wanted me to be a doctor or lawyer, like a good Chinese son, but, um, you know, I managed to convince them that, you know, I think I'm going to be okay doing something creative, and, you know, kudos to them, they've been an amazing support.
0: Oh, great. Yeah. Great. Um... Quite properly. <laughs> <laughs> You've used a lot of blue in your work, um, which, and in those zodiac animals, it was interesting looking at them and seeing how much blue there was because the Chinese colour preference is always for strong colours like red and gold. And they red appears occasionally on the blush of a peach, But it's not a focal colour.
1: No, I mean, I think one of the... I think one of my distinguishing styles and success with this Chinese zodiac, with my Chinese zodiac animals, is that it's not traditionally red and gold. Like, it sort of incorporates a little bit of you know, my Western Mm. um, style and upbringing and, you know, my travels around Europe and, you know, it's all just Mm. amalgamated into one. So I wanted to do something a little bit more sophisticated and stylish with Chinese Zodiac and this latest series of the collection is all inspired by you know, the handicrafts and the Chinese blue and white porcelain Mm. and just adding, you know, adding little touches of um, oranges and reds and golds because I think it makes a really elegant colour palette.
0: That's right, it does. And it's also very reflective of a lot of porcelain decoration.
1: Which I love. I love antique porcelain and textiles. Yeah. Yeah. Was one of my passions
0: and it's it's interesting um, I've been very interested in how you track not only food but decorative design and you can see uh, the Portuguese and the Dutch picking up um, the the blue and white of well, Chinese art and then that, that that's come through uh, the Ottoman Empire, or Turkey as well
1: yeah I mean it's 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 quite interesting like the influence of Chinese blue and white ceramics around the world is extraordinary because mm. you know you have it with Delftware in Holland and then you've got the willow in UK and then you know the Arita in the wear in Japan and then the Persian and the Ottoman what you're talking about yeah. so it's you know it's influence around the world has been quite that, um,
0: that's right and I still think um, that blue and white are perfect colors for tableware
1: Exactly, exactly. Well, blue's such a nice, calming colour, isn't it?
0: Yeah, people can flirt with red and and yellow plates. But for me, um, a blue blue decoration on a white plate is the way to go.
1: Yeah, it's very classic and elegant. It goes Mm, with everything, doesn't it?
0: Now, the exhibition... What did you learn while working on the exhibition? We were going through it, and the exhibition also includes... Things to do for Chinese year and things not to do. Things to eat and things not to eat. What are some of the things we should be doing?
1: So before the Lunar New Year, you must go out and buy some new clothes and you should clean your house. They Chinese believe that, you know, a clean, a clean house and... Um, Discarding broken items and old clothes and um, paying off your debts means that you are set for the new
0: year. And you're,
1: you're in a sense, clean and free. Clean and free. But um, on the first two days of the lunar year, you cannot wash your hair or sweep your house because they believe that you're sweeping away your fortune. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so everything in in Chinese traditions is related to wealth, which is, you know, not a surprise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because wealth enables you to acquire a great many other things.
1: Yeah, so, like, oranges, for example, Mm. represent um, prosperity and abundance, like gold. So that's why you see oranges around Mm. a lot during Chinese New Year. And you always see a lot of gold and red around because mm. they're very lucky and they represent wealth. And um...
0: it's um, it's for me it's interesting that customs exist in multiple cultures. Um, for for Jews, it's really important to clean the house before Jewish New Year, and the tradition is to buy new clothes or something new to wear. Um, so. I don't know that that how else where else that happens, but it's it's interesting that the two cultures
1: have the same habits. Well, they do. I mean, I think both cultures do. They do have similarity with each other because they're both mm. hardworking, and you know, there's a I think there's a lot of there's a lot of synergy. I remember working in working in Rome. Um, I worked at Faro Zinia, which is this textile design yes. studio, and the owners were italian jewish Mm. and um you know we had a great synergy together they really you know admired my work ethic and um
0: oh isn't that yeah isn't that interesting where else have you worked
1: um i've worked in the uk i've worked in manchester and london um okay and
0: a design center and a a textile center
1: yeah, textile centre. Yeah, I learned a lot there. It was amazing. I mean, you know, one week I would be embroidering beautiful silk velvets, and then the next week I would be painting these, you know, exquisite tropical silk um, papers that were, you know, from France. And mm. yeah, it was just such an inspiring, inspiring time there. And um, I also work in Thailand a little bit as well. So,
0: okay, let's go back to New Year customs. Um, We don't wash our hair, we don't sweep for the first two days of New Year. Um, We give, what do we do? We give money.
1: We give money. The red envelope, the famous red envelope that you've seen. So red envelopes are a quintessential part of Chinese New Year. They're traditionally filled with um, a crisp dollar... Crisp dollar notes. So a new, a new dollar note. A preference. new dollar note. Yeah, they shouldn't be creased because mm. they believe that it, everything should be clean and and, and fresh. And so, um, the amount depends on how. I guess it depends on how generous the mm. the, the giver is, really. And um, traditionally, they're given from the elder the older generation to the younger generation. So. Um, You know, parents to children, uncles and Mm. aunters to, you know, nephews and nieces, uh, grandparents. If you've got a really good boss, the boss employee, a really good employee gives it to their employees. Um, And it's just also a really good way to, you know, give money or give give vouchers to people during the whole year, really. Not just fully.
0: And what do we eat?
1: We eat, um, you must have noodles, long uncut okay. noodles because noodles represent longevity. You must have a whole fish because that's very pr- prosperous. Um, you must have a whole chicken. Um, and then you must have dumplings because the dumplings represent little gold ingots. So, again, it's that oh. reference back to wealth. and
0: Or, or like little purses.
1: Little purses. filled with delicious yes, things. Yes, exactly.
0: That's an, that's an easy menu to construct. <laughs> it's a rather nice menu. I'm used to long-life noodles on birthdays too, ifu noodles. Yes,
1: definitely. Always have it on your birthday as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what... Well, we're hoping for a year of tranquillity... Of peace, anything else we should be looking out for?
1: Um, I think just just have fun and relax, and just you know, just just be gentle on ourselves. I think. Mm. I mean, I think we've had a lot of um, upheaval and turmoil with COVID for the pa- you know, the past few years, and I think, you know, we're still not out of the woods yet. But mm. you know, you've just got to find these little things, and I think. You know, part of the wonderful thing about the Chinese early is it's nice to have something to, I don't know, believe in. It's like mm. a little... It's like they're like your little... I always look at them like your little good luck charms. So.
0: Yeah, yep. And I would in- encourage everyone to come to the Chinese Museum. It's in the city of Melbourne in Cohen Place, and it's a lovely, lovely museum.
1: Yeah, the exhibition is on until the 14th of March...
0: OK, so there's, there's, a, there's no excuse not to be here at some point. Thank you so much, Chris.
1: Thank you, Rita.
0: You're listening to The Travel Writer's Show.